Hello and welcome to the Daily Royal. My name is Shelby and I have been a royal watcher for the past 10 years. In this podcast, I talk about the daily events of seven of the European monarchies. So I talk about Belgium, the UK, Denmark, the Netherlands, Norway, Spain, and Sweden. I upload Monday through Friday with occasional bonus episodes here and there. Today, we are going to be talking about all of the events from... Tuesday, May 4th, and Wednesday, May 5th of 2021. I told you guys this was going to happen. I'm just saying. Adjusting to new things is a very hard thing for me to do. Um, And yesterday, on top of it all, was also my mom's birthday. So happy belated birthday to my mom. Um, And so on top of a brand new job and just day to life, like daily life. Um, it was also like a celebratory day. And so there was family dinner and things like that. Um, and that's important. And so of course that had to happen. And, um, by the end of it, I was exhausted. So I think I came into my room at eight or eight 30 and I kid you not, I was asleep by nine. Um, for perspective, it's currently 8.45 and I'm just now recording, which is fine. Um, I'm, I'm awake still, so that is something in and of itself. Um, and it's just an adjustment kind of period. So it was pretty slow yesterday. It wasn't the slowest day of the week by any stretch, but it was pretty slow. So we are just going to do a combined episode today. We are going to do an episode tomorrow. Um, and then depending on what Friday looks like, I may do like an episode that goes up on Saturday just to kind of make up for, um, yesterday's lack of episode, but we'll see. I'm playing everything by ear this week because adjusting to new things is hard. Um, and I'm still playing with the job, you know, it's still a job where I can set my own schedule. And so I'm still playing with that. So hopefully I'll find a perfect combo here soon. Um, and that'll all work out really well. But for now, we are going to jump in and we are going to talk about the events of the Belgian royal family over the past couple days. In Belgium, there were actually no events yesterday. Um, And so this is why I'm saying, like, it was a partially slow day, but also, like, it was a really important day yesterday in Europe for a lot of royal families. So we're going to talk about that and we're going to give it um, the importance that it deserves. But for now, um, let's go, let's talk about the Belgian events. So like I said, nothing yesterday. Um, but then today we had a couple of different events. Um, so King Philippe held a, I'm going to call this a meeting because it's not really an audience, um, held a meeting with King Abdullah of Jordan. Um, and that's why I'm calling it a meeting because they're two like equals and audience seems to suggest that Philippe would be over Abdullah and he's not. They're the same rank. Um, they are the same level in the world. And so today they met, um, and 
so King Abdullah is on a working visit to Belgium. I don't think this visit was very long. Like, he may have gotten in Bel- into Belgium yesterday um, or maybe even, like, late last night and had just a few events today. So he also um, met with the president of the European Union and then um, held the meeting, took part in this meeting between kings. Um, And this is the first time that King Philippe has seen a foreign royal in... Holy moly, 12, 17 months? Because the last time anyone was together was in January of 2020. So 17-ish months since any royal has been together in person. And I think that goes for any Um, There have been some, like, foreign visits and stuff, but not between royal families. So that's a pretty cool, exciting deal. (laughs) Um, But anyway, um, so then right after the meeting, King Abdullah was back in Jordan very shortly after. So that was his last scheduled event for the day. Um, And then also today in Belgium, Queen Mathilde took part in a video conference with the general commissioner of the Brussels Book Fair. Um, Their discussion was focused on the impact of the pandemic on the literary literary world um, and then also focused on the adapted online Brussels book fair, which starts tomorrow. Um, So book fairs are, if you are unfamiliar with this idea, are held in person um, and they're typically, they're very cool. Um, I wish, like I don't live in a... My state, at least, does not hold book fairs, um, to my knowledge. There might be some in some other parts of my state, but not where I live. Um, and so I thought this was a really cool concept. Um, so they're typically held, like, at outdoors and venues, um, that can hold lots of different, um, stalls, like, distribution centers. Um, and so, of course, that can't happen because COVID, um, but they are able to do something online. So I actually may check it out and see what it looks like online um, and see what that's all about. So those were the two things going on in Belgium over the past couple of days. Well, really just today. Um, So now let's go ahead and move on to the British royal family. In the UK, it has been, um, today especially was extremely busy, but yesterday was fairly busy as well. Um, so the event that was like mainstream, like public, publicly shared yesterday is the Duke of Cambridge visited the new high performance center for Aston Villa football, uh, for the Aston Villa football club, which is Prince William's preferred football team, football team, football club. Um, he is an Aston Villa fan and has never made a secret about that. So he was just as giddy as could be yesterday. 
Um, but he was there primarily to tour the facility, but also learn about the work that the Aston Villa Football Club Foundation is doing um, in the community, focused on, um, you know, right now, kind of pandemic response. They It looks like they were doing like a community food outreach program. Um, and so he learned all about that as well as, you know, just general Aston Villa football club stuff. Um, so I thought that was an interesting way to take, um, to mark kind of this end of the social media blackout that Kensington Palace had been doing. Um, and I learned a little bit more about what that was today. So apparently it was actually against racism, um, which is like rampant in the football community, or at least in the English football community. Um, and so a four day break from social media to, I don't know, bring attention to that. So he broke that by visiting a football club, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, so then we're going to look at the court circular for yesterday. Um, and I of course did not pull it up ahead of time because that would be way too responsible. Um, okay. So Court circular for May 4th, 2021. Clarence House, the Prince of Wales, this evening held a meeting with the um, Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau. They held this conversation over telephone. Um, and then Kensington Palace, the Duke of Cambridge, this morning opened the High Performance Center at Aston Villa Football Club's training ground. And then... Apparently did something else that I didn't see. Um, he afterwards visited the Babcock International Group. Um, I didn't see anything on that, but I, I'm curious. Um, so those were the two things on the court circular for yesterday. And now, you guys, whew, today. Okay. There's a lot to talk about. Um, so the first thing is Queen Elizabeth today met with two new ambassadors to receive their credentials to the Court of St. James. Uh, the ambassadors were from the Holy See, which is the Vatican, um, and from Haiti. Um, and so this was done in like a virtual ceremony where the queen, of course, is stationed at Windsor and is on a computer and the new ambassadors are coming to Buckingham to present their credentials virtually. Um, I do love this form of a credential ceremony. I wish I had paid more attention to when the credentials were being handed out, you know, in January and or being received in January and February of 2020, but alas, um, and someday soon, maybe I doubt, um, one of those will be the new ambassador from the U S but I kind of doubt it at this point. Um, so that was Queen Elizabeth's day and then, or publicly we'll go to the court circular next. Um, but we'll go through all the public events first. Um, so next, the Prince of Wales held his his first public engagement since the funeral of his father, the Duke of Edinburgh. Um, and today he, he visited the Welsh Guard barracks in Windsor. Um, so Charles is the colonel for the Welsh Guard, which is a military role he took on in 1975 from his father, the Duke of Edinburgh. Um, so this is something that Philip was also in and is now um, Charles's role. So it was a 
um, way to publicly honor, you know, um, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge did something when they visited the Air Cadets. Um, today, um, Prince Edward did something as well that honored his father. Of course, I'm not going to talk too much about that event, but I will mention, like, they are still doing things like this, um, every now and then that are really paying homage to the Duke of Edinburgh, which I think is really cool. Um, and of course, like this charity has been, or this organization, this military organization has been kind of Charles's for years and years, um, you know, 40, 46 years, but still, um, I think it's really important that they covered that. Um, so then the next thing is we have a couple of things from the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. So the first thing is they launched a YouTube channel today. Um, this is getting a lot of buzz. So I want to kind of break this down a little bit. So they are not the only royal family to have one. In fact, the British royal family has their own YouTube channel. Um, and this is just like the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge separating out their role and their events into a separate YouTube channel. This is not going to be like Will and Kate are YouTubers, okay? I have seen that floating around online and I am appalled. And maybe I'm appalled because I know what this is more than likely going to be. It may be some behind the scenes stuff. There was some behind the scenes cute stuff and like the intro video that was all of 48 seconds, but I don't expect it to be anything. Um, other royal families have these. So the Belgian royal family has a YouTube account. The British royal family has their own, and now the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge have their own. Uh, who's next? The Danish royal family has their own YouTube account. The Dutch royal family has their own YouTube account. The Norwegian royal family has their own YouTube account. The Spanish royal family has their own YouTube account, and it is by far the best of all of these. And let's see. Oh, yeah. The Swedish royal family has their own YouTube account. Okay. They all have YouTube channels. They all use them to post nothing. Like, Spain posts events, videos from every event they do, for the most part. And I appreciate that. I do. Do I think that the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, their account is going to do that? No, I do not. Maybe it will. Maybe it will surprise me. As of right now, I don't expect it. Um, we'll see what it looks like over the next couple of days. But I do want to do something. So I get notifications on Twitter to their account pretty quickly. Um... I was very early on in the subs the subscribers. I was in like the first 5,000, which I'm going to claim as a win because I'm just about to tell you what their um, subscriber count is now. Okay, so it's been open for nine hours. There are already a hundred and almost 150,000 subscribers, which is a big deal. Um... So I just want to point that out. They had a very successful announcement um, for some perspective. Casa Real, which is the Spanish royal house, has 118,000 subscribers and has existed since 2012. 
So just for some perspective, um, I haven't looked at like other, I mean, I'm subscribed to them all, but like the Royal family. Okay. So the Royal family has like 850,000. So they'll get up to that. I'm sure very quickly, but in, in nine hours, 150,000 subscribers. So just a little win there, but this is not going to be like YouTube challenges. Okay. Everyone just calm down. Um, okay. So that was the big, the big thing that has been causing so much drama. It's ridiculous. Um, but then also today, um, the Duchess of Cambridge took part in the celebration of International Day of the Midwives by releasing an interview that Kate, uh, that Kate conducted with a nurse, um, whose name is Harriet. And the interview has been published in Nursing Times. Uh, which is a magazine all focused on nursing, um, and it was focused on the nursing nursing now program that kind of has run for the past three years, and it was to really encourage people to become a nurse. Um, it has been very very successful. So that's what was going on publicly in the royal family today. Um, so now I'm going to take a quick peek at the court circular. Um, so things that we didn't cover at Windsor Castle, um, Boris Johnson had an audience with the queen via telephone this evening. Um, hmm, this is going to be interesting. Uh, the Duchess of Cornwall this afternoon visited Berkshire Women's Aid. Um, so I expect a video or something released from that in the next few days. Um, and then we go to Kensington Palace. So the Duke of Cambridge, joint patron of the Royal Foundation, uh, this morning held an emergency responders, senior leaders board meeting. Um, he later held a meeting with the Secretary of State for Digital Culture, Media, and Sport. Um, and then a MP, uh, which is a member of parliament via video link, um, and then the Duke of Cambridge, Colonel of the Irish Guards, this afternoon uh, received a commanding officer of the 1st Battalion. So those were some just kind of behind-the-scenes events, more than likely. Um, and that is what was going on in the British royal family. Now we are going to make a jump to the Danish royal family because I spent way too much time talking about YouTube. So let's go to Denmark. <laughs> Denmark on Tuesday. Um, Tuesday, like I mentioned at the very top of this episode, Tuesday was actually like a really important day for a few of our monarchies, um, specifically Denmark and the Netherlands. Um, so we're going to talk about like the same day twice, but um, in Denmark, um, they celebrate the liberation of most of Europe from Nazi Germany on May 4th and 5th, um, which is the same in the Netherlands. But we are actually going to start with Queen Margrethe's event on Thursday, which has nothing to do with the liberation. So, 
Queen Margrethe yesterday boarded the royal yacht Dan and uh, <laughs> I always say it wrong. It's Danborg um, for the sailing season. So this is a thing that happens most years. It didn't happen last year because pandemic. And it's not always Queen Margrethe. So sometimes Crown Prince, Crown Prince Frederick and Crown Princess Mary will take part in the royal yacht season um, where they're taking they're sailing and they're taking part in different engagements and they arrive to the engagements via the yacht. Okay, this happens. Uh, Denmark and Norway, I think, are the only two countries that have royal yachts anymore. Um, the British royal family had one for years. It was called it was called Britannia, um, but I don't know that. Anyway. So, um, throughout the season, throughout the, it's basically the summer, so she will attend to different celebrations and she will get there by sailing in the yacht, um, including the celebration in the Southern Jutland. Okay. I have feelings and I've just, I've been debating whether I share my feelings, but I said my feelings out loud today and like, it takes a lot for me to say my feelings out loud about things. So, like, to people who aren't the podcast, like, in my real life, um, or not even my real life, but, like, to people who don't care about the royals, um, and here's the thing. It must be wonderful to be so popular in your country that you can work for a grand total of reported engagements... (laughs) Let's see. Ten. Ten total engagements reported on your calendar and then get on a boat and sail for the summer. Like, it must be so lovely. And I'm not saying that Queen Margrethe doesn't do work behind the scenes. I'm sure she does. I thoroughly believe that she does. But they don't share it. Um, like there was a council of state meeting in Denmark and it was on the calendar, but only if you looked for it, like things like this, I'm like, come on, like 10 events. And now you're going to jump on a boat for the summer and yes, do things. I understand. But like, really, I have feelings and they're not super great. Um, I will say, like, I've made this kind of known throughout the year, like, Denmark is really letting me down this year, um, because they seem to be the only royal family that hasn't figured out how to share things through the pandemic. So, anyway, um, yeah, I will also say that most of Queen Margrethe's engagements were last month, um, but anyway, okay, that's my little rant, rant over, um, So now on to the more, much more important event. Um, So also yesterday, Crown Prince Frederick attended the annual light celebration to mark the, what is now the 76th anniversary of the liberation from Nazi Germany. So this is a, this is how Denmark chooses to celebrate their freedom from the Nazis. Um, They light candles And they remember the process it took to get to liberation. Um, 
obviously that was a a terrible time um and that it well yes it was it is wonderful to be free and be free from that kind of environment um you know Nazi Germany I'm putting it so lightly it's ridiculous um it took a lot of sacrifice to get there and so they use the day of May 4th to remember that so they light candles in the evening um there's this ceremony which is a memorial service held at dusk before the candles are lit um and last night crown prince frederick was the keynote speaker in a modified ceremony so i didn't pay attention very much to the day-to-day events of the danish royal family before i started this podcast and last year this was not a thing because pandemic um so i'm not sure what this looks like on a yearly basis i don't know if it's a larger event um or what but i thought this was very lovely um So that was his event yesterday. Um, And then today we had a couple of events as well. Um, So today, and here, okay. Anyway, I'm so mad about the boat. I can't. So today, Queen Margrethe inaugurated a sculpture um, that is titled October 1943, which is a sculpture that commemorates the escape of Danish Jews to Sweden during the war. Um, so Sweden, I still can't really figure this out. Um, were, they were never occupied. So it was very, it was safe to go there. But from what I can tell, they were friendly with the germ, with the Nazi government, but they, because they were friendly, never got invaded and occupied. Um, so it might have been safer for, it was obviously safer for Jews from both Norway and Denmark to go, um, I think it was last year, Crown Prince Akun did the refugee route, um, which was for Jews to make it safely to Sweden from Norway. Um, so this sculpture is actually really cool. It, um, it has like a ship on it, on the top of it, and it's pointing the direction of Sweden, which I thought was really cool. Um, so she did that today. I'm not sure how she got there from the boat because it was in Copenhagen, so... You guys, me and the boat. It's going to be a long, long summer with the boat. Um, I also should probably call it a yacht because that's what it is. Um, But anyway, um, and then also today, Crown Princess Mary gave the opening speech at the Womenomics, Women in Economics is what I'm going to call this, uh, Nordic Business Conference. So those were the events in Denmark. We are going to jump to the Netherlands now where there was just one event. So let's do that uh, right now. guys, I apologize. This is going to be a longer episode. Um, but anyway, in the Netherlands, um, yesterday, King Willem Alexander and Queen Maxima were president, were present 
at the National Memorial Ceremony in uh, Dom Square in Amsterdam um, to mark, again, the 76th anniversary of the liberation from Nazi Germany. So this is one I'm a little more familiar with because it's a big deal and I've always noticed it. Um, so this is a ceremony that is typically very grand. Um, so last year it was scaled down immensely. So I think last year it was really like three people. It was King Willem Alexander, Queen Maxima, and the Prime Minister. This year I think the guest list expanded to maybe seven to ten people, um, including King Willem Alexander, Queen Maxima, and the Prime Minister. And this is typically something that is surrounded by people. Um, and again, the way the Netherlands marks this day is May 4th is the solemn day to remember the sacrifice. And then May 5th is a huge party day. Um, someday I want to go to the Netherlands uh, for these two events. Like when things are back to normal, of course, um, to go on May 4th and May 5th would be very cool. Um, because the whole like somber on the 4th and then party, party, party on the 5th is, a, is amazing. Um, and also the Dutch just throw good parties. So typically on the 5th, there's a, like a, a liberation, it's called a liberation concert. Um, it's a big deal. It's, it's amazing. Um, of course, pandemic. So there was a concert, but it was live streamed with no audience. Um, which is not as fun. It's not as, it's not as party party. Um, so that was the event going on in the Netherlands. That was their big event for the week. I'm not sure if there is anything left on the calendar. But now we are going to go ahead and move on to Norway because I'm going to try and get this episode in under 45 minutes. So let's go now to the Norwegian royal family. <laughs> things were a little bit um, different for the past couple of days. So it is very rare, like this will probably never happen again this year, where the women of the Norwegian royal family are running the days. Like this just doesn't happen. Um, and especially over the past two years, this really has not happened. But there is not a single King Harald or Crown Prince Akun event from from the two days, which is kind of different. Um, so on May 4th, yesterday, uh, Crown Princess Metamarit visited the Aurora Workshop. Um, so this is an organization that supports artists for people both with and without disabilities. And it looks like it's a ton of different creative projects. Um, so there was like rug making and some looming and... Um, pottery, like ceramics. It was so cool. Um, but I think like for me who does this, you know, literally every day, um, cause even if I don't record, I still know what's happening because the idea is to record. 
um, yesterday it's just I was exhausted but like I knew this was happening and this was the first time that Metamart had left confinement since she did at some point maybe in October um, but it's pretty rare and of course that is because she does have a like a chronic lung condition um, and so she has been extremely susceptible to COVID and um, like definitely needed to take precautions and all of that um, but also just like the way her working schedule is anyway um, so this was really exciting like very exciting um, just to watch in terms of like having her not in <laughs> in front of a screen. Um, I mean, I still saw her in front of a screen because I don't live in Norway, but to see her out and about with people was really lovely. Um, so that was her event yesterday. And then today, um, Queen Sonia participated in a board meeting of the Queen Sonia Print Award Foundation, um, which will probably be, I think those are given out in like August, maybe. Um, but it is the largest international print award um, prize and it is given to, I think it's for more like abstract modern art styles. I don't know. It was really cool. We'll talk more about it when it's delivered, um, but it, we talked about it last year too. Um, and then also today, Crumb Princess Metamar sent a digital greeting um, on the occasion of International Day of the Midwife. Um, Obviously, this is an international day, so it's being celebrated internationally. Um, and so with that, we are going to move on to the Spanish royal family. In Spain over the past couple of days, there were actually no events on Tuesday, um, which is pretty rare. I was thoroughly shocked. And then I was looking online um, at like, I, you guys, I'm a nerd and sometimes how I practice Spanish is by looking at Spanish newspapers, which I think a lot of people do when they're learning a new language, but like maybe look at different things. I don't know, but I'm also a political nerd and we've talked about this. And so I was just checking, like, the Spanish news sites and remembered, because I had somehow forgotten that there was an election in Madrid yesterday, so I didn't put two and two together until yesterday that, of course, that's probably why they didn't have any engagements, because um, Madrid was going through, like, a pretty intense uh, election day, which is, you know, anyway... Um, it doesn't matter how it turned out because it doesn't affect anything on this podcast, but I was interested. Um, so they were back to work today. Um, so today King Felipe attended the opening of the Roman Moninet Moninet Museum, um, which is focused on, um, the archaeological artifacts, um, from the... Roman Empire's history. Um, so there is an archaeological archaeological park in Mercia, which is in like the south east part of Spain. Um, 
and yeah um so I this shocked me like where the archaeological park was but this is where it is um and so there have been artifacts and like dig sites and different like lands landmarks um it's really cool to look at the pictures um definitely when I go to Spain like as long as I'm there for a long period of time this will definitely be one of the things I go look at um if I'm there for just a short amount of time I don't know that I'll make the list but like if I'm there for a long time it will um, so that was King Felipe's event for the day. And then also today, Queen Letizia attended the uh, World Red Cross Day event, commemorative event for 2021. Um, so during the event, um, she delivered uh, annual Red Cross awards that are delivered like in every um, World World Red Cross Day event that happens in Spain. Um, and then she also got up and gave brief remarks, which when I say brief, I mean, Leticia doesn't talk for more than three minutes, typically ever. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a speech of hers go beyond five, which is fine. I like short and sweet, but it's also like, girl was definitely a journalist because she talks fast and quickly and gets everything she needs to say out without word vomit. It's lovely. Um, but during this, she did share a little bit of her personal experience when she visited the Red Cross in May of 2020, um, to learn all about their operation, Operation Responde, which is basically Operation Response, um, that was focused on their response to COVID-19. So May of 2020, I think that was Letizia's first solo event out of confinement, um, if I'm remembering correctly. They had done a couple of other things, but not very many yet. Um, and she went to the Red Cross and kind of legit volunteered. Like, it was cushiony volunteering, but still, like, she was helping. She was talking to kids who were needing homework help, and because at that point they were, um, you know, homeschooling in throughout the country. She took part in, like, some volunteer recruitment calls um, to make sure that people were who were able were able to help out, um, which would be very um, convincing to me. Um, and so she shared about that experience, which was, um, I don't know, it was just cool. And then there was, there was a musical performance. I don't know that they didn't have one last year because... COVID. Um, and I don't think I've ever watched a full event for World Red Cross Day. So I don't know if this is normal, but they had a musical performance, which, which was kind of cool. Um, my Spanish wall there is not good. Um, so I wasn't exactly sure of like the words they were saying, but the beat was really good. And it did seem to have from like the bits and pieces I picked up, um, like a really important message behind it. Um, but I don't know, it was like a cool thing. So those were the two events happening today in Spain. It is a really light week. So like King Felipe has one thing tomorrow and then Queen Letizia has one thing on Friday. So it's pretty light week. Um, but there was a bank holiday on Monday and then the elections on Tuesday. It's just been a crazy week in Madrid. Um, so with that, we are going to finish out this episode and move on to the Swedish royal family for the last segment.
made it to the end. Like I said, the goal is to get this under five, under 45 minutes. I think we're going to make it. Um, because there were only two events yesterday for the Swedish Royal family. Um, and really they weren't expounded upon. Um, so yesterday King Carl Gustav held a, a meeting with representatives from Enviro Systems. Um, and then also yesterday, Crown Princess Victoria held a meeting with representatives of the foreign ministry in Sweden to have discussions about Agenda 2030. And that's it. So, so I don't feel like I'm unfairly ragging on the Danish royal family because I'll get over it. But here is my thing. I really got into this whole, like, other royal families are really cool because of the Swedish royal family. And in doing this podcast, it hasn't gone away, but like some of that love is just kind of missing um, because their accounts and their social media are so poorly run. Um, like it's just so disappointing. They do um, a lot of traditional media. And so with that, I mean, they have like a spokesperson who will reach out to or will answer responses to inquiries, um, but doesn't just share a ton of information. So they do keep their calendar up to date, but they don't share a lot of information about the calendar. Um, you have to look to find things. I have given up on using Facebook for them as a platform. They don't have Twitter. Um, really the best place to utilize their event, like to find their events and things like that is through their website, but it's also still not great. Um, so for example, the last thing that was posted on their Facebook was on April 30th for the King's 75th birthday. And it is now May 5th and they have had engagements since then, but they haven't posted about them. It's just super frustrating. Um, and it's not that I think the Swedish Royals are bad. It's just, this is not convenient. Um, and it's not like they don't share a lot. Like there's things happening behind the scenes that they're not sharing on their website. And I personally have to make a cut at like how many places I'm willing to look and, uh, and count and their, their events aren't getting counted from me because they're not on the calendar. Like they have had, Victoria and Daniel have had so much behind the scenes calls with county and city governors and mayors and none of it's being reported on by the royal house. Like you have to find, you have to seek the information from like a thousand different sources. And I don't have time for that. Like this is not my full-time job. I have a full-time job and this is not that. Um, I would love for it to be that, but it is not. Um, and I do dedicate a lot of time to it, but not enough to search out like 17 different sources for one family. I need to simplify and have like two to three sources and that's it. And they don't update them regularly. So I don't know what to do. Um, 
that is something like maybe next year that I can kind of adjust and account for now that I've gone through half a year that isn't super weird. Um, or maybe during like August break, um, kind of reformat how I do certain things, but I don't know if that's what I'll do. Um, but speaking of August, I, I know I really don't have time to talk about this, but just so you all know, a little heads up in August, this podcast goes down to the, I call it the, uh, weekly royal because I do one episode a week. Um, I don't actually change the name, but in my head I do, um, because they're, most of the royal families are on summer holiday. So we just do like a very modified schedule and it gives me a chance to reset, refocus and come up with new ideas for the coming year or for the coming six months. And then I do last December, I took the whole month off, like did not record at all. I'm hoping to do weekly again this year or to do weekly this year, but that's December. Who knows what'll happen? Um, so that's just like a peek way ahead. Um, but with that, we are going to end this episode. Thank you so much for hanging in there. I will talk to you all tomorrow. Please visit all the places, like all the things, uh, thedailyroyal.com, the Daily Royal on Instagram, like and review this podcast, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Have a great Thursday. Bye.